0: Hey, it's Sean Fennessy, one of the hosts of the Prestige TV podcast. HBO's Barry is back for a fourth and final season, and that means I'll be back recapping the show with co-creator and star Bill Hader to dive deep on the themes, scenes, and major moments in the series. Bill will provide insight into how every episode was made and why it's ending. New Prestige TV Barry recaps will go live every Sunday night when the episode ends, so make sure you're subscribed to the Prestige TV podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the 100s podcast. It's yours truly, Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. the Rashford And as always, y'all know how it's going down. We did, I mean, we had the day off yesterday, you know, on Friday night. We had the Miami Heat, New York Knicks, under 208 and a half. That got to the window. So we are now 38 and 30 for the 100s, plus $410. So, I mean, we're doing quite well, but. Not as well as I I hope, to be honest with you. I mean, this, is, this has been kind of a rough stretch for me. I mean, I think we've been going back and forth. At the end of the day, we are hitting 55% of our wagers. So understand that your break-even rate is 52.38%. So we got a little 3.5% edge right now. I'm hoping that we could do better. But I mean, a lot of professional handicappers will tell you that you know, if you, you're you 55 to 56, 57, 60%, you're having a wonderful season. So um, I'm hoping we could do a little bit better. But that's neither here nor there. One thing I want to talk about before we get into the pick, John Morant. What's going on with John Morant right now? I mean, this is basically NBA dumb boy at this point because this guy refuses to get his act together. You know, I think the frustrating thing for a lot of us is that, you know, when you see somebody with the talent and the God-given abilities, the God-given athleticism that John ja Morant has, you know, it's frustrating because it's just like, dude, you got the... God bless you with the ability to have a max NBA contract, you know, endorsements with Nike, endorsements with, with Powerade 8. Like, what are you doing? But yeah, NBA dumb boy got to get it together. Um, That's neither here nor there. We're going to get into the pick. We're going to go with the Philadelphia 76ers. Moneyline plus 225. Look, I know a lot of people think the series was over after game six. Philadelphia 76ers had an 83 81 lead with the ball after a clear path foul, and they completely blew it. Completely blew it. But the series is not over. My model makes this game Celtics minus four and a half. About a 60% chance of winning this game. But the market is saying that the Celtics have nearly a 70% chance, and I'm just not buying it. You know, my model makes this game Celtics minus four and a half. So, I mean, the market is at six and a half. I'm not buying it. This this game actually opened at seven and a half. I think the Sixers continue to be undervalued here. Philadelphia 76ers have already won two games on the roll in this series. So, it's pretty clear that the Celtics aren't unbeatable at home. These have been slow-paced games, averaging 90 possessions per game. And I think that plays into the Sixers' advantage. One thing that you guys know about Game 7s, historically, they're ugly. Ugly games. Uglier than a masterpiece sneaker, in the words of Lloyd Banks. And that plays into the Sixers' advantage. I mean, I think the Sixers, they have a real... They have an elite half-court defense. That's the thing that you got to understand about the Sixers team, and I don't think people realize it. it's Their defense is very elite when you can slow the game down and play into a half-court set. Where they struggle is when the game gets out into transition. And the way Game 7s are shaped, the fact that this is a seven-game series, the teams know each other, I don't see the Celtics getting out in transition and dominating. I, I really don't. So with this being a half-court game, the Sixers can score in a half-court. Now, they struggled a little bit in Game 6. Obviously, a big part of that was the fact that the Philadelphia 76ers, they could not hit a shot from behind the arc. You had De'Anthony Melton. I mean, this is a guy who's been a lights-out shooter for the Sixers. He was 0 for 5 from 3. The, I don't see that happening here. I, I think he's going to hit some of those looks. You, you have a guy in P.J. Tucker, 2 for 7 for 3. James Harden, 0 oh for 6 from 3. Joel Embiid, 0 oh for 2 from 3. T- Tobias Harris, 0 oh for 1 for 3. I mean, this team went a c- combined 8 of 34 from behind the arc, and I know what you're thinking. Jason Tatum was just 5 for 21, 4 for 11 from 3. I mean, he had 3 points up into the fourth quarter. One thing I'll say about Jason Tatum is that This Sixers team has done a tremendous job at holding Tatum down all season long. You look at some of these games, outside of the first game of the season, when he had 35 points, he had 12 points against the Sixers on February 8th. He had 18 points against the Sixers on February 25th. And then on April 4th, he had just 19 points. So this Philadelphia 76ers team has done a good job at. Slowing down Jason Tatum. And if you ask me, this is going to be an ugly game. It's an ugly game. I think these two teams are close to evenly matched. You know, the Celtics are are probably a little bit better. They have a little bit more depth. But depth does not matter in this situation at all. Celtics played just seven guys in game six. Tatum, Horford, Williams, Smart, Brown, Brogdon, Derek White. Seven guys. So, I mean, we didn't see Blake Griffin. We didn't see Grant Williams. Grant Williams has been a big part of the rotation. We haven't seen somebody... We haven't seen Hauser. Haven't seen Muscala, Cornyn, Pritchard. So, it's 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 a big boys game right now. It's 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 a man's world. It's, it's mano a mano. It's about seeing the top dogs go head up. And I think the Sixers have a little better chance than the market is indicating... So we're going to go with the Philadelphia 76ers, plus 225 on the money line. And, you know, for me, I'm not taking the points. I'm not. You know, six and a half points, more often than not, one of the things that we saw in this playoffs is that, more often than not, the team who wins also covers the spread. So I got big balls today. I got big balls today. Understand. It's no reason for me to go ahead and take the spread. I think this is probably a Celtics blowout or a Sixers win. No in-between. That's how it's going down. So I wanted to give you guys a total today. I, I really want to give you guys a total today. Let's talk about the total. Game 7-unders. I mean, they're, they're pretty much a blind bet for me. They're pretty much a blind bet. You look since 2005. Game 7-unders are 36 and 22. That's 62.1% against the spread. I already told you guys earlier, the break-even rate on 110 bets are 52.38%. So that's a gigantic edge. Not only are these game seven unders hitting 62% of the time, we've seen 12 out of the last 15 games go under. One of the unders I gave you, Sacramento Kings, Golden State Warriors, under under 229, finished at 220. So that tells you a lot about why this total was only 201. But I am a little concerned for a number of reasons. This total opened at 206. This total opened at 206. That is a five-point line move. That is a significant line move. And at some point, you have to ask yourself, When is it too much? When is it too much? Because we saw this total get steamed down to as low as 199 today, 199 and a half. We saw some 200s in the market, we saw some 205s in the market. If you're looking at game six, what did you see in game six? Slow paced game, 94 possessions. Game finished 95 to 86. 181 points. But what happened in that game? The Sixers only scored 13 points in the fourth quarter. So, I think we're seeing a little bit of an overreaction to what we saw in Game 6. Now, Game 6 unders, historically, they go under heavily as well. But at some point, you have to ask yourself, this is a market. This is a market. At what point do you buy back on the other side? Now, I would not suggest buying back on the over. I'm not suggesting that at all. But what I'm saying is, I think this is a lower scoring game, but I do not want to lay the worst of it. Understand, I mean, if this was 206, I would be running and fighting and, and, and scratching to go to the window to lay that under 206. If this was 205, this was 204, this was 203, I would be, I would be running. And unfortunately, you know, these markets are fluid. We couldn't get this podcast out in time to get you that early under. So we are at 201 and as, a as, half as I'm recording this podcast. I can't give that out. I, I just can't do it. But, I mean, when you look at the trends, when you look at how these games go, historically, these are under matchups. So if you want to play the under, I'm not mad at you. I just kind of got to break it down for you guys. Got to break it down for you guys. So. Understand, this is the 100's podcast. It is presented by FanDuel. So head over to FanDuel Sportsbook. Not now, but right now to bet along with us all playoffs long. Once again, the 100 is brought to you by FanDuel. Check out their great same game parlay and same game parlay plus options, along with their awesome exclusive markets. Like first player to score 10 points, number of dunks, and largest comeback. And make sure, make sure you take advantage of all their great offers and boosts each and every night. So download the FanDuel app today and start making every moment more with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. 21 and up and present and select states. You got a gambling problem? Call 800 Gambler because hope is here. helplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24/7 support. Call 1-877-8hope New York or text hope New York. FanDuel's offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement With the Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. If you're in Arizona, if you're in Connecticut, call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Kansas, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Louisiana, 1-877-770-STOP. Maryland, mdgamblinghelp.org. Wyoming, 1-800-522-4700. Or if you're in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. Now, we are we here? I mean, this is only one game today. So I want to talk a, a little bit about some props that I think have a good chance of hitting. These are not official picks for me. But I, I just kind of want to give you guys some bonus coverage. I mean, it's game seven. What does you Pachulis say? It's game seven, baby. We go into game seven. It's one of the most exciting words in sports. So you look at the Philadelphia 76ers. I like the Philadelphia 76ers today. I think they have a good chance of winning this game. What has to happen for the Philadelphia 76ers to win this game? The one thing that we've seen in Philadelphia 76ers wins, James Harden. I've been saying all year on the Philly special special podcast. I've been saying it all year on, on East Coast Bias. James Harden is the Sixers' most important player. You look at Shaq and Kobe. Ironically, Shaq is a Pisces. Kobe is a Virgo. James Harden is a Virgo. Joel Embiid is a Pisces. I know it's ironic, but what did you see from Shaq and Kobe? Shaq, he could be the most dominant force in NBA history. He can go out there and average, you know, 40 for the NBA Finals, high 30s for the NBA Finals. But who has to close those games? Who is the guy with the ball in his hand at the end of the game making plays for others, scoring? When Shaq couldn't hit his free throws, who had to do it? It was Kobe Bryant, who was in that same position. You know, you saw at the end of game six, last four minutes of the game, guess who didn't touch the ball? Joel Embiid. You look at some of the pick and roll coverages. In game five, I mean, Joel Embiid, he was able to get to the elbow in the pick and roll and hit that mid-range jumper at will. In game six, the Celtics, they put that two big lineup out there and they took it away. They took it away. It was gone. So who has to make those plays? It has to be James Hart and Tyrese Maxson. James Hart knows what he has to do. He knows what he has to do. This is a legacy-defining game. This is a guy who got his soul snatched by a young Jonathan Simmons and a young DeJounte Murray. He got his soul snatched. He got his wig pushed back. That's what happened. So he knows what he has to do. And today he has to score. He put up 45 points in game one. Put up 45 points in game one. You know, what did he do in game two? He didn't do much. He didn't do much. What did he do in game four? He put up 42 points. They won that game. So, in order for the Sixers to win that game, win this game, James Hart is going to have to score. His over under is at 20 and a half. That is what I lean. James Harden over 20 and a half. That is one of my leans. What else has to happen? After denying Joel Embiid the ball, that means the Sixers have to hit corner threes. Now, if you look over at FanDuel Sportsbook, there are no props for, for D'Anthony Melton. There are no props for Niang. But guess who is there? Guess, guess who has a prop for three point shooting? It's PJ Tucker. And this is a lean. P.J. Tucker is going to have to hit some three-pointers. That's that's what's going to have to happen for the Sixers to win this game. Now, his player threes made over under a half, minus 205. A little juicy for me. A little juicy for me. I'm I'm not going to lie to you. P.J. Tucker went two for seven for three in game six. P.J. Tucker went two for seven for three in game six. You look over the course of this series. Look over the course of this series. P.J. Tucker is 8 for 19 from 3. He's going to get his opportunities tonight. So if you want another lean on the prop, I'm thinking P.J. Tucker made threes over 2 plus 300. It's just a lean, but it's just a lean. That, that, That is what my mindset is right now. We have just one official pick for you today Philly the of 76ers. Money line plus 225. I think they get it done. But if you want some leans, I lean, obviously, I, I kind of lean towards the under. I lean towards James Harden over 20 and a half. And I also lean towards P.J. Tucker over two made threes plus 300. Like I said before, only one official pick. So we're not great in the other ones. These aren't aren't artificial plays for me, but you know, for the purpose of this podcast, it being Game Seven, I wanted to give you guys some bonus coverage. Want to give you guys some leans, just in case you guys, you know, one game today, you might want to throw in the same game parlay over at FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm not a big parlay guy. I'm Ichiro Suzuki. I like to hit singles. That's what I like to do. But Philadelphia 76ers plus tw- two twenty five on the money line. You heard my leans. Don't be like NBA dumb boy. Uh, don't be like NBA dumb boy. Uh, uh, uh. You got to play smart, always. And I'm telling you right now, if John Morant was my friend, he would have to hand me a rumble, straight up and down. We we don't let our friends be NBA dumb boy. But this is the hundredth podcast brought to you by yours truly, Raheem Palmer, aka the Rostradamus And as always, y'all know how it's going down. Check us out for East Coast Bias, John Jaskrumski. Joe House, Raheem Palmer, Rostra signing off. Holla.